Welcome back to the Barca Breakdown. My name is Adam. I'm here with the use. What's up, guys? Smash that subscribe button if you're excited about this preseason. All the things and that, that means happening. all of you should, right? If you're on podcasts, yes. <laughs> Spotify, or Apple, please go to YouTube.com, search Barca Breakdown, and subscribe to our channel. We would love the support. If you're a YouTube fan, please hit that subscribe button. Turn on notifications. Use, take it away. Let's get into that game from yesterday against the New York Red Bulls, in which we won 2-0, and I was pretty happy about with our general performance. But let's go into the starting lineup for that game. As we saw in the front three, we had a Rafinha, Lewandowski, Obama, uh, Dembele, excuse me, front three. And then in the midfield, Gavi, Busquets, Frankie de Jong. Backline, Alba, Garcia, Christensen, Araujo. And, of course, we had Ter Stegen in the net. And so before you go into it, Yus, uh-huh. you know, I think the important thing that we want to cover is, like, how do we take this, our last preseason game before the Joan Gamper game, and then we have Rio the weekend after, which is two weeks away. How do we take mm-hmm. you know this game and the last three preseason games and try and extrapolate what Javi is going to line up for La Liga this season? It's a little bit hard because Kunde isn't here, but I think there was some glimpse in this game that will give us uh, insight to how we might start in La Liga. And so, yeah, take it away. I mean, that front three of Dembele, Lewandowski, and Rafinha was pretty sick. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. And to think that, you know, this is what I've I've been saying this over the last few videos in my preferred lineup uh, for the forwards is Rafina Dembele and Lewandowski because I, uh, I had thought, you know, having so many crosses from those players into Lewandowski, who is just an a, a astounding uh, striker, would have panned out very well. And we saw that in yesterday's game, right? I think the first goal that came from Dembele was a result of a connection between Rafinha and Dembele in which... Uh, uh, Dembele was on the left side, he passed the ball to Rafinha and he crossed over and received the ball back and was able to score that goal from the right side. But the highlight of this is having Dembele and Rafinha was so dynamic. They were able to switch sides at different times. They were both able to play the ball in there and make crosses into the box. They were both finding Lewandowski in the middle, who was beautifully placed in many positions for many shots at time. He he had a a header early in the game that uh, was blocked by the goalie, which was okay because it... I, you know, with Lewandowski playing these games, it watching him play has given me so much confidence that we are going to be able to score coming into this season because he just knows where to be at the right time and he's lethal at it. And even though he couldn't make a goal in any of those preseason games, mm-hmm. I'm not worried about it. He just looks so good. He looks on point. He looks so fit. Um, well, I, I think with, the thing for uh-huh. me, right, which is where you were going to go there, is that the good thing about uh, Lewandowski is he's really trying to build the play up, right? He's not necessarily just sure. being a poacher who's in the box just waiting for opportunities because we've seen when you have someone just up front, kind of like Aubameyang was at times last season, uh, you know, defenses can kind of crowd the middle and it makes it hard, but Lewandowski's able to come in in the midfield at times, get the ball, he's mm-hmm. able to play between Rafinha, Dembele, with Frankie, etc. And so I'm really excited about that. Like you said, his finishing touch isn't there, but I would say this is a different lack of goal scoring early on than like Griezmann had. Cause I remember with Griezmann, there were a lot of shots from outside the box. He wasn't hitting mm-hmm. the, the net. Right. And even all of last season between all of our forwards, especially Dembele, we were upset about shots, but not shots on goal. And I think almost all of Lewandowski's shots have been shots on goal, right? He's either getting yeah. saved by the keeper or he's hitting the crossbar. And so, I know with time it'll come 
and uh, I'm very excited to see how he plays. I think you were spot on with Dembele and Rafinha. It was very cool to see Xavi switch them sides, and that's kind of how we got that first goal. I think uh, overall, one thing I'm happy about, and I wasn't exactly sure, you know, with Dembele, he's a bit of a mercurial character, and we hear we hear a lot in the press about how he can be a little bit of a locker room issue or that he has an attitude issue, and so I wasn't exactly sure how he was going to receive Rafinha because really, at one point, right, Rafinha was signed to be his replacement, but they seem to have a very good connection on the pitch. Uh, you know, when Dembele scored, the first person he went to hug is Rafinha because he gave him that For nice sure. assist. And throughout that whole first half, I saw a lot of times where Dembele would cut inside and he was able to, you know, pass it off to Rafinha in hopes of making chances. I think, you know, in addition to that, as we kind of transition to look at the midfield, when Rafinha did cut inside, I saw a lot of Frankie de Jong moving up to that front right wing area to try and, you know, get in the box, overload it, give you know, possible outlets for whoever crosses it in. And so I was happy to see Frankie start in the midfield, right? We got a little bit of fake news before the game that showed Frankie not starting, and that was really worrisome to me because, as we all know, in the last few games in the preseason, he's been played at center back, mm-hmm. which, you know, we could chalk up to, okay, we have too many midfielders. Frankie's the one who can put play there. Javi wants to give people time. But finally in this game, you saw Gavi, Busquets, and Frankie de Jong. And I think as we look forward... Uh, one of the interesting things for us is going to be is like who ends up being that starting front starting midfield three right because I, I think so far Gavi, Pedri, and Busquets have had a lot of opportunities, but I don't always feel uh, really enthused to see Gavi and Pedri as those two midfielders with Busquets. And I thought Frankie de Jong today kind of showed the profile he has that's a little bit different than Pedri and Gavi, where he's able to run into the box without the ball and try and you know just uh, pull off defenders, pull off right at left backs, etc. So, yeah, what did you think about the midfield use? So, I agree with you in the sense of the Pedri, Gavi, Busquets and their opportunities. And I do like that Frankie de Jong is the player that can and really does show that he can uh, push up and create a little more havoc in the box to try to score a goal. Um, I will say that Pedri is also good at... Now, he doesn't do what Frankie does, but he does get more involved in the offense. Well, Gavi does, but he is a little more chaotic and he's kind of, you know, making rounds around the ball, trying to get it back. And I don't see him trying to make so many offensive scoring opportunities like Frankie de Jong. But I'm also sitting here like, okay, um, Frankie is someone who will be able to probably in a game where we need to push the team forward and uh, get a goal, he will be the one to do that. Pedri has shown that he is good enough to do that as well. But, you know, you're still dealing with this Busquets in the middle, um, and I don't know how long he's going to be there and when he leaves, like what kind of void will that leave? Will Frankie de Jong be able to shift there, or is that going to be the Kessie time? So it's a, it, like the game in yesterday was a really good highlight to show off Frankie de Jong. I wouldn't say it was too much on the Busquets-Gavi side, um, but it also just leaves me thinking about how we're going to line up the team this coming season because I have a feeling we can't just keep playing Busquets in that that center midfield position, right? So You're right, but at the same time, uh-huh. we've had every time for the last like six years we've tried to put anyone else there instead of Busquets. Yeah. It doesn't really work. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of talk mm-hmm. about is uh, Frank de Jong and Kessie as a double pivot. Will that work? I, you know, Nico has gotten a lot of time even 
uh, against Red Bulls to try and work at that pivot position. So I think most likely we'll see Nico sub in there. And, you know, one thing I wanted to clarify is this is not a criticism of Gavi, right? He's still extraordinarily young. And it's not mm-hmm. to say that, you know, Gavi will never work with Pedri in the midfield or that, you know, I don't think Gavi is good. I mean, even yesterday against Red Bulls, you just see how tenacious he is. You see, like, all, all we always know, he's got that firecracker attitude. Um, but I just don't think Gavi, Pedri right now, along with Busquets, is our best midfield. And so I think sure. that uh, we should see something else. So in terms of the backline use, we had Garcia, Christensen as the center backs. And then we had uh, Araujo and Des as the uh, Araujo and Alba as the right back and left back. And so Javi came out with an interesting comment talking about how, you know, Garcia and Christensen are really good at playing with the ball at their feet. And Araujo might have a good chance at a right back. And this really comes to our, you know, full discussion we need to have about what is that starting back for for the La Liga season. Because, you know, Araujo played a right back against Real Madrid last season. He played a right back against Real Madrid again in the preseason because, you know, we needed someone to stop Vinicius. And I don't think Xavi has faith in Dest to be that man. Um, But I thought Araujo had a little bit of a rough game. He still lacks the positional awareness and the... um, just the experience at right back, it's not his position. And so I don't blame him for being there uh, or being, you know, not experienced there and not always having the best positioning or, or being able to bring the ball forward as well as he could. But I think as we get into the season, what's going to be interesting is Kunde seems like a reliable person to put at that right back spot. So, you know, the, the back four is definitely the position where uh, Javi has had the least amount of time to experiment with, right? Because Kunde happened so late in this uh, Mm preseason session. And so we haven't even seen Kunde at all. And we might get to that first La Liga game. Maybe the Joan Gamper will sleep Kunde. But, you know, that's going to be definitely where we're going to see the most tinkering for the first month or two of the season. Um, Besides that, I thought Eric Garcia played pretty well. We saw, again, his ability to get the ball back and make a good pass was what led to, you know, the Dembele goal. Um, We saw him make a few runs very far forward that I thought were pretty ambitious. But, you know, as long as we have the defense covered, that's a a great... um, different skill set than Araujo has or PK has uh, and I think that you know Eric Garcia is showing is showing what makes him special I just think he needs a little bit more time to improve on the defensive side and then Christensen I love him man I think he's adapting very quickly nice. and he's, he's able to connect with you know because the the center back for Xavi and for Barca usually is someone who has to really play the ball out from the back and be able to connect with the midfield mm-hmm. or the forwards at times and mm-hmm. so I've been very happy to see how Christensen has quickly adapted and really has a, a, a good ability to play the ball from his feet. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I'm really digging Christensen in these uh, in this game that we just played, and I think two games ago he had a start as well. Um, but I just think he he has adapted to Barca's playstyle and being to pl- being able to play the ball out of the back. I saw some great passes from him coming to the right uh, right side of the field in yesterday's game, so I'm happy with that. Eric Garcia, I also think he did a pretty good job, but I would say um, I just don't know if I can still trust him coming into the actual La Liga season because uh, we're pl- you know we're playing against New York Red Bulls. It's not like some mm-hmm. you know top tier USA team really because none of the USA teams are that good. Um, so at the same time, it's like okay, he did well there, but at the same time, can he hold this up against La Liga teams? And can any of these players do that? Right? Obviously, we've that's tried and true with some of the players, but you know, Christensen hasn't had that chance. Um, so you, you still have to evaluate that coming into the season. But uh, yeah, I think, I think that covers the, the lineup for the goods. Right. And we, you know, if there's any small things we want to talk about in terms of bad, I would say that um, 
I think, you know, with the flu- fluidity of the game, we did a good job of switching players around and being able to uh, adapt to the situations and open up space. But I also think there was a little too much of that in, in like, for example, you said earlier, like Garcia running up way too far. I think he was out of position a few times. I know you had some criticisms just recent, just there a second ago about Araujo's positioning as well. So I think with some of these players just trying to figure out and have a little more freedom in the game and trying new things out, it was good for them. But at the same time, if that carries over and it becomes too chaotic um, in the future in some of these games, I think that could be bad. Uh, we we so, definitely got to get... Uh-huh. So, uh, no, I mean, kn- knowing that, right, and knowing it's preseason, mm-hmm. like you said, you know, where the p- players have a little bit more freedom to experiment, how do you think that, you know, this game, as well as the previous four games, um, how does that... How do you think Xavi is going to line up for that first Rio game? Uh... That's a good question, and I think that is why we should be talking about our, you know, this last game and what it means for this season. Um, I definitely think the Rafinha, Lewandowski, uh, Dembele lineup is our tried-and-true top three. They just seem so great together, and we're able to really connect and facilitate together uh, without, without too many mistakes. And I think that's one of the highlights, is it seems like every play was very effective, um, and they were looking to score. Well, a lot of times in other games, in other front three, it takes a lot more to create that. Um, and this was just, it just seemed so natural and we were able to, well, they're just so quick, right? Like, yeah, I don't even remember in any of those years, the, the sad years of us making champions league, (laughs) champions league, you know, knockouts that we always talk about and have PTSD from like, we've never had two dynamic wingers like Dembele and Rafinha, um, for at least, you know, six, seven years. And so it just, it it just, it makes our, our front three just look so different, right? You you think about Mm -hmm. some of the teams like Liverpool or Man City or, you know PSG that that we find so um, so much better at offense the last few years, and they just have these fast wingers and Real Madrid too, who can bomb down the sides and create havoc. And finally, with Rafinha and Dembele, we have both of them. I think I agree with you that Rafinha, Dembele, Lewandowski should be our front three to start the season. But I wouldn't put it past Javi to you know sprinkle in Anzu Fati or Ferran Torres sure. once Ferran Torres is back. Uh, pretty quickly because I think he wants to give them a chance and see who's doing who's doing better. I think he, you know, will want to kind of fuel the flames of you know that Rafinha Dembele competition to try and get the best out of them. What do you think about midfield and the center backs as we wrap up here? We have to have Pedri, obviously. I think that is a hundred percent. Now the question is. Uh, if, if Frankie and Gavi both have space at the same time, right? Because I feel like Bus- he's Well, we're going to certainly start Busquets. That's what I'm saying. So I think it might be Pedri, Busquets, Gavi, to be honest. I mean, that's I, that's what I feel Javi's leaning towards in this season. But it'd be... Ugh, I mean, I don't even like that, though. I want Frankie de Jong to be playing. It, it'd be ridiculous to have Gavi starting over Frankie, but... Gavi's usually on the left side of the field, and Pedri's usually on the right, and Frankie's usually on the right, right? So, like, there does seem to be somewhat of a conflict there, and I think he would definitely start Pedri um, in that position over Frankie as of now. Um, that's not too—I don't—that's I, a hard one, man. I really don't even like talking about that. It just doesn't make me I feel think good. <laughs> I think for sure we're going to have Pedri, Busquets, and Frankie Young to start the season. That's uh, my opinion. Certainly, mm-hmm. and I think you know Gavi, Kessie, and Nico will get their time to sub in. I think uh, 
you know, Javi, one thing I'm going to look for him this season is to be a little bit more loose with subbing Busquets and trying to put in Nico with how much time. I think that. almost every game this season he's put Nico in that uh, CDM spot. I think we'll see, you know, hopefully Busquets get some more rested legs because every year for the last five years we've been talking about how Busquets is getting older and, like, that's only more and more true now, right? Um, yeah. And then in the back line, in my opinion, we're going to see Alba, Christensen, Araujo, and Kunde. I think that's eventually where we're going to land in the first like month. Um, but I don't know if that'll be the lineup in the first game of the season. I could see us going Alba, sure. Garcia, Araujo, and Dest. I could see that as being our starting because you know we're very comfortable with those players, and I think there's sure. more of a clear slot in. What about you? I don't think Kunde is going to start this game. He'll probably sub in in the first game just to get some you know minutes in and see how he fares. Um, yeah, Araujo. Did you say Araujo Christensen or Garcia? I think that's what I think Araujo Christensen is what I want to see with Kunde at right okay. back, but I think Araujo and Garcia will probably start the first game against Rio. I th- I think you're right about the starting there, but I as as more time for these players comes, um I think Christensen might be favored a little bit more. I think he did a great job. Eric Garcia mm-hmm. uh, uh is just favored at the moment. And, of course, Araujo is just like a stud no matter what. So I think that'll be a starting player. Uh, Alba, we don't really have a choice. Although Balde seemed to get some praise in this last game. Yeah, we have I to shout out Balde. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> but I don't think that's going to be his defining uh, moment to snag minutes from Jordi Alba. Like he has, to, he has to perform way more times than that to really you know, catch the eye of Javi, I believe. But, yeah. I mean that's our that's our prediction, right? So well, let us know in the comments what you guys think. We really appreciate all the support. Please smash that sub button. Thank you guys so much. Have a nice week. We'll see you at the Joan Gamper game. Thanks, guys.